This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches the Movie. This is episode number 267. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Uh, pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Um, uh, Great. What movie do we have you watch this week? What? It's love. It's Hang on. Why? Are you super high? No. <laughs> I'm never on Maybe you should be. <laughs> I haven't been from the beginning. I would never remember anything. <laughs> well let me let me help you out. It's slapstick of another kind. Yeah. This came out this came out in nineteen eighty two. We picked this in honor of National Tell a Fairy Tale Day. Uh, this is directed by Stephen Paul, based on the Kurt Vonnegut book of the same name. Actually, it was just called Slapstick, I think, wasn't it? The original, the yeah. book. Yeah. I have a synopsis here. A rich, beautiful couple give birth to deformed alien twins who, when their heads are together, are the smartest kids on the planet. <laughs> and there we go. Stars Jerry Lewis. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) And Marty Feldman. Samuel Fuller. Merv Griffin. Pat (laughs) Brayman. There's a shit ton of people in this movie. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, so Ryan, tell us a little bit about Slapstick of Another Kind. Alright, well, Pat Marina is the ambassador of China. (laughs) The people of China are simmering all their toys with the outside world, with everyone in the outside world. And they have also figured out they have to shrink. Minutes lost everything, and they shrugged themselves down to two inches tall. So, every Chinese person in the world is two inches tall. Except for the, the few people that are telling all the news people all about this. Their normal height, and during the press conference, he tells everyone that their secret lies in twins. And this word is your lesson. Some lady I didn't recognize, and mm-hmm. Apparently, the press keeps going out the most beautiful people in the world. 
And they're in the hospital because the wife is giving birth. And she's giving birth to twins. And they're delivering. And they're basically called monsters. They were like rejects. And a lot of people think they're retarded. And then they'll only live a few months. So, Jerry Lewis and wife let them live at this crazy mansion with all these servants. And they're living in this mansion for over 15 years. And they're like, be alive for him much. Well, then I discovered that they will pay a good house along with the parents. And they meet the children. And I discovered that And they only act like idiots around the servants because they're imitating them. And they're actually like really smart, really well man. And uh, a couple months later, the parents uh, suspect them to be having interest with each other. So they have to separate them. And this seems pretty ridiculous because one of them is inside this mansion and the other one is in a cage. That it's on wheels and it's being drawn away by horses. And they put him in this cage. And he acts like, you know, he's stuck and he can't get out. And all of a sudden, they notice the ranks put on. So. They caught her days earlier. And try to rescue each other. And he actually just opens it like he doesn't even bust out of the cage. He just opens the door and runs out. And she opens the door to the mansion she's in. And they run out. And they try to grasp each other. But they can't, and at this point, they figure out that their powers only work. Well, I don't know if they figure out, but you figure out as a watcher. That their powers only work when they're together. And then, then, it's revealed that they're actually aliens and they've come here to solve all the world's problems. But apparently they can't because we're too dumb. 
And uh, do they like go back to their alien planet or I they stay here? The aliens with them getting a spaceship. <laughs> so what? They just give up. They give up. They're talking over voice over. And they that's fly a- away back in the space. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the best ending. They come down and they're like, nope, I guess we can't help them, and then leave, and that's the end. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so what'd you think of this movie? Very confusing. Mm. <laughs> it's like it. Oh, mm. weird stuff happened. Oh, I, I noticed a lot of the people are like older actors by this point, like... You know, like Mer- like Merv Griffin and Jerry Lewis, and one of the things that I don't quite understand. So Jerry Lewis and Madeline Kahn play both the the couple and and the, the par- and the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're supposed to be kids, right? Like, how does that work? Uh, not too well. What? It's like an it's like an old man playing a fifteen year old kid. What happens when giant forehead? What happens and when they're born? Like, are they are they babies? They don't they don't show them. They're what now? They, they don't show don't them. Show. Oh, they don't show. So they just skip ahead. Yeah, there's one of the things on the screen that says 15 years later. Gotcha. (laughs) It's still like a man in his like 50s or 60s or whatever playing a 15-year-old kid. Oh, my God. I don't know how old Madeline Kahn was during all this, but she, she wasn't 15. They were so deformed that you could. Uh, it took you a while to figure out that they're the same people. Because they're, at first I thought they were little people. <laughs> but it turned like they had real big heads and real. I guess I want to say short arms and legs. Okay. I don't know. So maybe all that just didn't look correct. Madeline Kahn would have been 40 at this point. And Jerry Lewis would have been 56. Yeah. (laughs) 15 year old kids. Yep, that'll work. Without a doubt. Perfect. That'll work. Oh God! So what? Like what problems are they solving though? Like it sounds like they're just kind of kept in the house. Like how do they yeah. even have a chance to? They really don't. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't seem like a very well thought out plan. I just don't, I also just don't understand this movie. Like, what's the premise? Like, if you were trying to sell this movie to me, I mean, whoever got pitched this movie and greenlit it had to be on drugs or something. Because, like, this just, you saying it to me 
I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Like I don't understand what what the film is. Like what's the hook? Yeah, it seems what's the entertainment. It, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Like I don't. I don't just, really know what this. It just sounds yeah, like an excuse it, to have Jerry Lewis and Madeline Kahn uh, uh, dress up as ridiculous looking people. Here's something else I don't get. Alright, they gave birth to kids at the beginning of the movie. But at the end of the movie, it turns out they're really killing. Yeah, how'd that work? If they gave birth to kids, how are the aliens? And, and also, you you think like they're their biological children because they look like them, because they are them, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, just, just maybe where some, did the whole alien thing come from? So somehow the alien DNA got in there with the with the human DNA. That's why I guess these aliens have huge foreheads. Yeah. They have huge <laughs> yeah, foreheads. I guess, yeah. They apparently can put them together and do wonderful things. I do Every Except time for, they put them together, there's like a halo around their heads. But, but what do they do? So they, they put their heads together, they get super smart. Do they show any examples of that in the movie? They, no, it just kind of shows that halo. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no, there's like, there's actually like no example of their their intelligence whatsoever. No, I mean, they have, like, at one part, they, the parents think they're dumb, and, uh, they, uh, so they're imitating the servants, and they think the servants are dumb because of alcohol. So they don't drink alcohol unless they want to be dumb. I have. I really don't understand. I don't. I'm so confused. So they like they don't even get a shot at fixing the world's problems, and then no. they bounce. So it's like, I mean, beforehand I thought it was bad that they they failed somehow and left, and now I'm learning that they don't even try. They're just here for a bit, and they're like, oh, fuck this, let's go home. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I know, that's why I like it, because I know if I miss them. Now, I, I, have... I, 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 don't... I don't... I didn't get it. <laughs> I have one other question, because I'm reading the synopsis here. And this seems just like something that just got thrown in at the last minute. And it says, mixed in with all of this is a miniaturized Chinese ambassador who needs the twins' help to make a deal for the sale of gravity. First, yeah. is the Chinese ambassador <laughs> miniature. Okay, the miniature Chinese ambassador is Pat Marina. So he is miniature? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it's like a... <laughs> so it's not explained at all. It's just mini. 
just a I think it's, a, it's supposed to be like a scenario type. Like, you know, Asian people were a little. Uh, no way. Little. <laughs> no way. I, I can understand, like, they're going for a stereotype where, you know, Asian people are small. But this synopsis specifically says miniaturized. Like, it was some sort of ray gun that turned well, them to, like, two feet tall. Like I said, the Chinese... They cut ties with everybody in the world. <laughs> Got so They mastered miniaturization. They they mastered miniaturization. Yeah. A- and then he wanted <laughs> to buy gravity. Wait, hold. How did you hold That's this back? Point. How did you keep this in? How did you keep this from us until just now? Even when I mentioned miniaturized. Uh, like a number of times, and now you're. <laughs> I didn't. It's <laughs> so this is kind of like the movie Downsizing, where only China gets the downsize. And now, for some reason, they're trying to sell gravity. Who are they selling gravity to? That part I don't remember at all. So <laughs> there's a good part or a good chance. I didn't. That part wasn't in the movie I watched. I bet it. I bet it was. <laughs> or, I bet no. I bet it wasn't in there. Just because it just sounds like this is such a, such a a rushed mess of a movie. I I imagine that it was probably just like a throwaway line. Yeah. <clears throat> Which well, just they never bothered like, to. Exp- we need their help to sell gravity. And then, like, Pat Morita was never heard from again. The sound was one channel. <laughs> it wasn't even serious, and there was one channel. Rocking that mono? <laughs> Ryan getting technical. I like this. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, so much of trouble hearing. And Pat Morita talking, uh, very, very raised voice. Because it's mini. Get it? Yeah. And it was uh, hard to understand them. They should have given him, like, the helium voice. Does he have the helium voice? He pretty much did. Sort of. Wow. Nice. Sort of. This makes no sense whatsoever. I don't get this. I don't understand this movie. Is it even no, a slapstick sounds- comedy? <laughs> I, I guess you were supposed to laugh. There's a lot of I did notice uh, a few uh, joys now that were be considered racist today. Mm. I figured. Classic 80s racism. Yeah. So this is uh, based on the book. Now, I, I've never read the book. I actually own the book, but I never read it. Uh, Kevin, have you have you read Slapstick? I have not, but I have a feeling that it's not this. No, from what I read briefly about this, it's really not at all like the book. It's one of the worst uh, Vonnegut adaptations from what I've read. So I, I don't think that this is reflective of uh, 
reflects the book in any way. Now, talking about slapstick, this reminds me. Now, Kevin, I hope you can remember this. Okay. Ages ago, Mm -hmm. probably decades ago, there was a show on Sci-Fi, on Sci-Fi Channel. And on that show, they played short films. I can't even remember the name of the show. But on one episode, they had a short film that was adapted from Slapstick. And the short film was absolutely incredible. And I've been searching for this short film ever since. And I can't find it anywhere. And you may remember it, Kevin. It was about gravity and how gravity would randomly increase. Yeah, okay. So... It was yes. just a, like a day, a day in the life of these people where gravity was randomly increasing, and there was like a, like a new. It started off with somebody getting out of bed, and then there was like the, they were watching the news, and there was like a they had like a meter to show what the gravity level was like during the day, yes. and what they did to show the effects of gravity. Or increased gravity is they they like sped everything up, so like when you would when they would show something dropping or people moving, it was all done at a faster frame rate, so it looked like everything had much much more weight to it, and I just I loved it. It was so funny, and I and I've been trying to find it for years. And I don't know what it was called. Like, I don't know what the short film was called. I know that it was adapted from Slapstick. And I know that it was on the Sci-Fi Channel on some show that they played short films. But that that's, like, all I can really remember. But I remember so vividly the actual film itself. Because I watched it a whole bunch of times. Hmm, I do remember that. And, like, they went... I think it was, like, at the end... He was like trying to get out of the house and finally he made it and something happened. Like he got hit with something like very light in it and just knocked him over into the grass or in, in, into the, under the ground. And I can't remember what it was, but I just remember it being really funny and clever. So if anybody knows of the, the short that I'm talking about, send me an email because uh, I, w- I would love to see that again. Anyway, let's talk about Stephen Paul, the director of this thing. He hasn't done much as far as directing. Uh, he only has three features under his belt. Uh, Slapstick of Another Kind from 1982. And then he did Falling in Love Again in 1980. And then uh, Eternity was his last movie in 1990. What's Eternity all about? John oh. Voight? Oh, TV Armand Asante has an extremely vivid dream in which he is a prince struggling to keep the kingdom at peace against the wishes of his warfare brother. Huh. Wilfred right. Brimley's in it too. Frankie, it looks... this guy is cashing in a shit ton of favors. Yeah. Getting these people. They're all like old, old school okay. actors. Well, this is saying this is IMDb, so who knows? But it's saying that he he was a manager for John Voight, which makes sense for eternity. Gene Wilder, Michael Simino. So it seems like he was the manager of people. That's how he was mm. able to crowd that talent. 
Okay. He well, was able he... to do it for three movies, and then his friends. No, yeah, they, yeah, they're like, the nah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, nah, nah, we're we're, we're <laughs> we good, gave, Steve. We gave you three chances, Steve. Well, he has since gone on to become a producer, so he's he's a I don't want to call him big time, but he looks like he's been working very steadily as a producer uh, for the rest of his career. He's done Ghost in the Shell, the new one. Okay, uh, a bunch of Stuff that I never even heard of. I did Pottersville. Yeah, he did Pottersville. Baby geniuses. That seems to be his thing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he did pretty much all the Baby Geniuses movies, which apparently there's a shitload of those movies. I didn't know. We gotta we gotta we gotta get some of these for Ryan. That's right. Ghost Rider and Tekken movies. We did a movie called Pizza Man. I know one Did you? How was it? Terrible. <sighs> Wait, is that <laughs> the animated? That's the animated one then. What? Tekken? Wasn't there an animated one? Uh, maybe. Did you see the animated one? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. He did. He did the live action. Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, you also did Tekken. Oh, that's a, damn, there's a live-action sequel, too? Yeah, Tekken Kazuya's Revenge. Okay. Came out a few years ago. He did Doomsday. He produced Doomsday, which I was a big fan of. The Neil Marshall movie. He's got some decent stuff in there under his uh, <clears throat> producer belt. I want to throw one other thing out there is the cinematographer for this movie, for Slapstick of Another Kind, is Anthony Richmond, who did Don't Look Now, the Donald Sutherland Ooh. classic, yeah, Bad Timing, and The Man Who Fell to Earth. Wow. So, like I was That's saying, interesting. this guy is pulling in some heavy favors. Yeah, because those movies are like really strong... In the cinematography department. Which, I mean, he was the cinematographer for Candyman. Oh, shit. He went on to be Candyman, the Sandlot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tales from the Hood. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Ravenous. Damn. Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, let's not, let's not... <laughs> Let's, end the Let's not. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> oh God! You can, see, you can kind of see. You can see the trajectory that his career took there. Yeah. <laughs> and did uh, Orson Welles write the you... book? Did you... Orson Welles write the book? <laughs> no. Why no, are you asking Kurt... about Orson Welles? Because he was the uh, Don't tell me boy. he was in this fucking movie. Yeah. No, he's not. He's, he's the, the voice of the alien parent. Get the fuck out. He is. What the? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I mean, Orson Welles, later in his career, he... True, 
But it's I think just, he, it's, he just was doing whatever. It's just, you're piling it together, you know what I mean? Like, if you just told me Orson Welles, I'd be like, oh, okay. But to have Jerry Lewis in there, too, and Madeline Kahn, and the cinematographer for Don't Look Now, you know, Marty Feldman, like, all these, like, kind of big talents mm-hmm. all together in what seems to be the worst movie ever. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? It is. By a guy named Stephen Paul. Who also cast himself in his own movie. He was Air Force One Ensign. There you go. Who would later go on to produce Baby Geniuses, The Mystery of the Crown Jewels. (laughs) And the Tekken movies. I mean, what? So bizarre. Yes, this is definitely a, a weird one. I never even heard of this movie, actually, before I started researching what, what to give you this week. I never knew this existed, but searching for fairy tale movies, I was like, yep. Um, all right, let's go ahead and give you a drum roll, Ryan. What do you give Slapstick of Another Kind? That is a 2 out of 10. Ouch. What keeps Sorry, this What keeps this from being a zero? Cuz from oh. what you've explained to me, to me it's a zero. It's not Catwoman. Huh? It's not it's Catwoman. Not <laughs> okay, I would imagine that that's that would make it a 1. Oh my god. Uh... Awesome. That makes <laughs> Where's the other? <laughs> 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 There, it's a half because I can mark a half <laughs> letterbox. I can't mark it a zero because it went to a book I didn't write it at all. Okay. So I give so, it a But what? Well, what makes this a two, he's saying? Yeah, because like, that what, would be what? one star. Oh, the star power. Oh, okay. <laughs> he loves that Hollywood town. <laughs> Pat Morita. <laughs> a mini Pat Morita. It gets that Morita bump. did, like, I won't lie, my first or watching my first one, man, I was excited. He's it was a miniature Pat Morita. And he was talking, man, hi, boy. He's doing like an Alvin Chipmunks type thing. Yeah. Man. And he had uh, like two bodyguards. And they all trailed around in little flags. They look like a... Fortune cookie, sort of. <laughs> oh, God. For, for those of you that have been listening since the beginning, you may remember we covered another Pat Morita movie with Collision Course. How's that stack up? That was the one with Jay Leno and Pat Morita, yeah, the buddy cop think, movie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> about the Collision Course. <laughs> Well, I still have it on DVD if you want to <laughs> refresh yourself. That was what, four or five years ago. I think it was more than that. It was like six years ago. Lord have mercy. 
Uh, let's talk about National Tell a Fairy Tale Day. This is on February 26th. Let's see what it says here. What were once oral histories, myths, and legends retold around the fire or by traveling storytellers have been written down and become known the world over as fairy tales. The origins of most fairy tales were unseemly and would not be approved or rated as appropriate for children by the Association of Fairy Tales by today's standards. The key, the, the key element of that sentence is the Association of Fairy Tales, which is apparently a thing. I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> Good. Uh, most were told as a way to make children behave, teach a lesson to them, or pass the time, much like ghost stories around a campfire today. Blah, blah, blah. We all know what... What does it say? As the stories have evolved, they took a much more magical quality and with fictional characters such as fairies, giants, mermaids, and gnomes, and sometimes gruesome story plots. Toes cut off to fit into a slipper. A wooden boy killed his cricket, or instead of kissing that frog, Prince, frog prince, his head must be cut off. But those are the unrated versions. There is no association of fairy tales. There is an Son Australian, of a bitch. There is an Australian fairy tale society. Hmm. And that's about it. So lies. Nothing but lies. Man. All right. Well, how do we observe this? Engage your audience. You tell a great story. Children like to participate. Have them quack every time the ugly duckling is mentioned. Or... Make the motions of climbing Jack's beanstalk. What use repetition. It says here, use repetition. This will also keep kids engaged. It not only helps them remember the story, but sets them up for the next round of the repeated phrase or stanza. Uh, give your characters a voice. Ask questions as you go. Find out if someone has their own story. Share your favorite fairy tale with friends and family. <laughs> Try relating to them to from memory, as this has been a long tradition. Visit a library or local bookstore for story time. No. Use hashtag tell a fairy tale day to post so on social media. <laughs> that's the tr- like that's the truncated <laughs> version. Storytell. Uh Surprise, surprise, within our research, we were unable to find the creator or origin of National Tell a Fairy Tale Day. I would imagine that it's probably the association of fairy tales. I would imagine that they lobbied for it, even though they don't exist. Me, it's a dumb old native. No, oh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that it was sort of like a joke. It was supposed to be like a silly. Well, it didn't work. Well, okay. no, I know it didn't you work. Don't, you don't joke around with the word association. You throw association of and then another proper noun. I think it's a real association, and it's not in this case. Yeah. And I'm upset. Maybe, maybe there are secrets. That's perfect place to end. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they are a secret society. Who knows? They're they're hanging out with the 
The skulls. (laughs) (laughs) Joshua Jackson. (laughs) Oh, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. If you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Yeah.